As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone, my name is Jasmine and I am a certified manifestation and mindset life coach, podcast host of Just Glow With It, and lover of the universe. I teach modern day women how to manifest their desires and create their dream life by helping up-level their mindset, master the art of manifestation, and radiate their inner glow. On Just Glow With It, we talk mindset, manifestation, and all things that modern spiritual women love. From balancing your chakras to day jobs and side hustles, self-care 101, to having a thriving social life and healthy relationships, I cover it all. If you're ready to embrace all the high vibes, up-level like never before, and live life the glow way, then keep on listening. And as always, remember to just glow with it. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Just Glow With It podcast. I hope you are all doing amazing since the last time I spoke with you girls. Um, Just to set the scene for you really quickly, I am currently in my bedroom. I just finished, I spent the entire afternoon cleaning up my apartment, just reorganizing, you know, deep cleaning everything. I just got out of the shower. I'm about to get ready for date night tonight, which I'm so excited for. But before I do that, I wanted to hop on really quickly and talk to you girls about ego versus intuition. So in previous episodes, I have mentioned things like, you know, don't move from the ego, don't listen to your ego, etc. And while I was in the shower today, I had the inspiration to get more in depth on why I actually say things like this. I'm not just saying it just to say it. There's actual meaning and context behind what I say. And so I wanted to share with you girls all the things about the ego and the intuition. In this episode, I am chatting all about ego versus intuition, what they both are, what they mean, and why it is important and why we should care. Um, I'll also be sharing examples of what living life from the ego looks like as well as what living life from your intuition looks like and you know the differences and also I will be sharing my tips on how to step away from your ego and lead more with your intuition so without further ado let's go ahead and get started in today's episode So the first thing I want to dive into is what the heck is the ego? What is the intuition? Why does it even matter? Why do we care? So first off, the proper definition of the ego is a person's sense of self-esteem, 
or importance or pride of oneself. And from a spiritual perspective, I look at the ego as the part of us that separates ourself from everyone and everything around us. So it's basically the part of us that sees ourselves as separate from others, as different. It could be you see yourself as better, as less than. And I also think of the ego as the part of us that tries to almost keep us in a box and keep us quote-unquote safe. Um, and I, I'm using quotations because that can lead to self-sabotage, which I will get into in this episode. But essentially, our ego's job is to keep us alive and keep us safe. On the other side of the spectrum is, the intu- is our intuition. And the proper definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. And I totally resonate with that definition. I like to define our intuition as just this inner knowing, this gut feeling or heart feeling. It's basically our higher self. I believe we all have an intuition just as well as we all have an ego. So why do we even care about the intuition or our ego? Why are we talking about it? Does it even matter? And the answer is it matters. So I believe that we operate from a space of one or two places and that is through love, which is our intuition, or fear, which is the ego. And how we choose to operate or show up in this world is so crucial, it's so important, because what how we choose to show up shapes our experiences, our life, the decisions we make, our relationships, friendships, every aspect of our life, pretty much. And as someone who once operated from the space of strictly the ego for many 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 years to now doing my best to operate from a space of intuition and love i can assure you that it matters and it's important and this is why i'm creating this episode because i think it's important that we have this have this discussion and we talk about these things because it's not something that we learn in school you know it's something that i think all of us need to understand in order to live a glowy happy fulfilling life so that is why i'm creating this episode so to give some examples of what it looks like to show up through the ego or to live life and operate from the ego um way back in the day like my high school days my late teen years i the old jasmine was a person who operated completely from the ego and from fear so what this actually means and what it that looks like is basically the old me looked at myself as a victim in life i put the blame on others i never took responsibility for myself for anything wrong in my life um it looked like me reacting to people and situations usually in a negative manner Um, It was letting people get the best of me and have power over me. It was me making rash and petty decisions that benefited my ego but hurt others. Um, It was taking, you know, past bad experiences I may have had and allowing them to control my life 
in the present moment through fear and it was also just being a very confrontation confrontational person um thinking very small and limited not taking risks or doing things that i really wanted to do out of because of fear and things like that and i was just overall a very unhappy judgmental person i had a them versus me type of attitude um and just to give more context of what it looks like to like operate from a place of ego i'm gonna share a story with you girls on how i lost my best friend and this is just an example of what life can be like for you if you choose to operate from the ego so in um high school i had i think it was like my junior year i met this girl and we could we quickly became best friends and i was friends with her for quite a few years she was like a sister to me she was honestly to this day the closest friend i have ever had i had so much love for her she had so much love for me she is a big reason why i am the way that i am today because she was actually the person who introduced me to the book zen and the art of happiness which i have mentioned in this episode or in this podcast and that was the book that completely shifted my life it was the first book to begin shifting my mindset and you know it opened my eyes to this whole new world and it's just a she is a big reason why I am the way that I am today and she was the first person in my life who wasn't family that showed me true unconditional love and so Um, because of my ego and my pride and all of the things that the ego contains that jeopardized my friendship with her and it basically cost me my friendship with her and so I'm not gonna like go into super details but basically the like to sum it up okay so yeah I met her when I was about 16 17 we stayed friends we were super close and then I think when I was 19 is when we moved in together and we got our first apartment it was our first time both being like out of our parents homes being on our own and it was just a really exciting time for us and all of that stuff however when we moved in together is when we started having problems because obviously you know when you move in with someone it is completely different like it changes your whole relationship and dynamics whether it's like a platonic friendship or a romantic relationship moving in with someone is a really big deal and like it's just a whole other level but anyway when we started or when we moved in together is when we started having problems because we saw sides of each other that we probably never really experienced prior to moving in together and um a lot of our issues uh came up because we would have like disagreements or you know one of us would do something that bothered the other and a big issue that we had was my inability to apologize for my own wrongdoings or not acknowledge my own faults or take responsibility for myself up until this point i had always operated from an ego standpoint and the ego doesn't like to take responsibility for oneself the ego puts blame on others the ego has a way of making you feel like it's everyone else and not you it's you versus them so we started to fight and bicker a lot because i wouldn't it was difficult for me to apologize to say sorry to you know 
admit my own wrongdoings and eventually as time went on and our little bicker bickering grew to bigger issues and bigger things it eventually led to the end of our friendship and i would say losing her as a friend was one of my one of the many wake up calls i had in life that made me realize I there are some things within myself that I need to change losing her as a friend made me realize that maybe it isn't always other people maybe there are things about myself that I need to improve that and that I need to change and although losing her as a friend was very very painful and even to to this day I find myself reminiscing on those days and on our friendship and kind of feeling regretful for how things ended I realize now that that friendship needed to end so that I could open my eyes and realize how I have been living my life which was through the ego and how I can no longer continue living this way because I don't want to continue ruining friendships or ruining great moments for myself because I am operating from a space of fear and the ego and I can't admit when I'm wrong and say sorry and I'm too prideful I didn't want to continue living my life that way and so this is just a glimpse an example of what it looks like to lead life through the ego and trust me girls it can get much much darker than that I know people in my personal life well they're not in my life anymore but I've known people who solely operate from the space of ego and they are some of the unhappiest miserable people that i have ever come across and they also carry the same characteristics that i once did when i operated from the space of the ego which was the again the inability to admit your own wrongdoings or apologize or understand that you're not always going to be right and sometimes it isn't other people sometimes you are the problem the thing about people who operate from this space of the ego is that they will do their best to make everyone else feel the same and they will do their best to make everyone else around them feel like the problem to avoid admitting their own wrongdoings and holding themselves accountable so that is what leading life through the ego operating through the ego can look like again just a glimpse but it can get much worse than losing a dear friend um and on the opposite side of the spectrum is obviously leaving leading life through the intuition and through love so through my whole journey i have worked very hard to let go of the ego and live life more through the intuition and this is something that i have to consciously work at every single day and if you were to ask me if i always succeed i would tell you absolutely not but is it if it but is it worth it to at least try it absolutely is and what living life through love and your intuition can look like is basically having is basically the complete opposite of the ego it's having healthier relationships not just with other people but also with yourself it's choosing not to see yourself as the victim and it's taking back control of your life and things you may not be happy with it's having a growth mindset and just knowing and understanding that you're not always going to be right about things sometimes you're wrong and the ability 
ability to admit when you're you're wrong the ability to forgive to let go and to not take things personally and to not hold grudges which is something that i also did when i operated from a space of the ego and which is now that i'm mentioning this which is also another reason why my friendship ended was because she did things to me that i couldn't forgive her for and holding grudges towards her you know obviously ended our friendship as well um but you know other examples of living life through your intuition and through love is making choices that support your highest good it's doing the things that you really really desire to do even if they scare you it's jumping out of your comfort zone and it's doing things that might not make logical sense to you or to those around you but making it those decisions because it feels right to you it's something that you can't explain other than it just feels right so to also give a Another example of what living life through your intuition looks like is um, I want to tell you girls when I left a very stable, steady job and how it led me to where I am now and all of that. So a few years ago, I was working at a property management company and um, it was a like nine to five type of job. I had amazing benefits there, girls. I um was paid really really well i think it was like my highest paying job ever benefits perks everything that an ideal job should have and that you should you know what our society says you should strive for however this job was probably one of the jobs that i was the most miserable at and it's kind of funny it's kind of ironic how the job that I was paid the most that I had the most benefits and all of that is also the job that I was the most unhappiest and so the reason why I was so unhappy at this job was for a few reasons actually the first being the type of work that I was doing so it was a lot of admin stuff which doesn't bother me at all I'm actually I feel like I thrive doing those kind of tasks but a lot of what I a lot of what my job entailed was um giving bad news to people and almost being like a negative um a negative thing in people's life and what I mean by that is um one of my jobs entail or one of my tasks entailed you know sending people late fees uh homeowner association fees um fines giving them like just bad news a lot of a lot of what i did made me feel icky inside and it was the complete opposite of what i wanted to be doing in my life and at that time I hadn't I hadn't yet uncovered my purpose or the idea that I wanted to be a life coach but I knew I wanted to do something positive for others I knew that I wanted to serve people in a positive way and inspire and uplift people and this job was the exact opposite of all of the things that I'm doing now and that I wanted to do back then and aside from not enjoying like some of my work tasks Uh, the main reason why I was so unhappy at this job was because of my coworkers, specifically two coworkers. Everyone else was super great. I loved my other coworkers. It was just two specific coworkers that I had that made my life 
hell you girls and i'm not exaggerating when i say that i would come home every single evening bawling my eyes out because of these two women now when i started this job i was i think like 22 and mind you these two women that made my life hell were grown ass middle-aged ass women both had like six kids each and they were just at a different level in life than me what i didn't know going into this job was i was actually taking somebody one of the girls places at that job so what happened was um, she got demoted from her position i don't know why it happened when before i got hired and they hired me to replace her obviously me coming in i did not know this but you know i figured it out pretty quickly and so my I think I was there for like eight months. My eight months there, they made my life hell. They would just, I don't even want to get into like the things that they would do. It was just a miserable fucking time. And what I will say is I was not the only person to notice these things. Every single person in that office, including my coworkers, my managers, like the head people, they saw exactly what they were doing to me specifically. And we all had a meeting about it because of how those two women were treating me so i knew that it wasn't just me and my ego you know thinking that these girls were out to get me other people were seeing it as well and so at my time here the reason why i'm sharing this story is at my time here the whole time i was experiencing you know these two miserable women trying to you know, put me down to their level and also me not enjoying or feeling aligned to the tasks that they wanted me to do. The whole time I felt it in my guts and in my heart and in my mind, my intuition telling me this job is not for you. You need to quit. You need to go. This place isn't for you. And I heard this voice in my head for a good four months before I finally quit and the reason why it took me so long to listen to my intuition and why it takes us other people even years to listen to their intuition is because I was listening to my ego I was listening to the fear and what my fear was telling me you know, when my ego was saying, this job is not for you, it is in a healthy environment, there's something even better out there for you, what my ego was telling me was, this job provides a stable source of income, you're able to pay all your bills, you have benefits, you can't leave this job because it provides for you, and if you leave this job, how are you going to pay your bills, how are you going to pay rent, how are you going to take care of yourself, so for like a good four months, I was battling with my intuition and with my ego, it was a very, it was very difficult because, you know, my ego was making very good points, this job paid super well, and I was for the first time in a long time, easily being able to pay all my bills, my rent, my credit card, my debts. And on the other hand, I was miserable, you girls. I was coming home crying every single day and I felt drained. And I literally didn't have the energy to do anything else because this job drained me so much. But obviously, eventually, I had to say no more and I finally finally listened to my intuition and when I listened to my intuition it was the most 
freeing feeling ever, you girls. Just, I could have avoided those four months of suffering between, you know, going back and forth with my ego and my intuition. All I had to do was tell my ego to shut the hell up. And just because this job pays well, it doesn't mean that I can't find another job that pays well, or it doesn't justify me suffering and being miserable and mistreated every single day just because of money money is infinite it's abundant i can find it anywhere and everywhere and all i had to do was tell my intuition i hear you i'm listening i'm you know gonna leave and so when i left that job i i again it was the most freeing feeling just knowing i was free from all that bullshit and eventually what happened was that Me leaving that job, listening to my intuition, it led me to uncovering what my purpose was. And what I realize now is I needed that job to teach me what it was that I did not want to do with my life. Figuring out what I didn't want to do led me to figuring out what I did want to do, which again, like I said, is being an inspiration to others, serving others in a positive, impactful way, being a source of light and joy and that led me to discovering that I wanted to be a life coach, which led me to you know, uh, manifesting a scholarship to a life coaching program and obviously graduating and becoming certified. And now I am a certified life coach and I am doing exactly what I am meant to be doing. And the only reason I was able to, you know, uncover all of these things for myself was because I listened to my intuition. And There are so many people out there who are in the same position that I was a few years ago from, of, you know, uh, fighting between my ego and my intuition. And there are people who have been having that fight with themselves for years, whether it's leaving a job, you know, whether it's a job or a relationship or moving to a new city or taking that career change, whatever it is. There are so many people having that internal battle between their ego and their intuition. And I just want to say that your intuition will never fail you. It just won't, will not happen. And I can, I can even recall how many moments in life where I have listened to my intuition, even when it didn't make any fucking sense. And my intuition has never failed me, you girls. It has never disappointed me. It has never let me down. It has always led me to something better, more aligned, something happier, better circumstances. And so with all that being said, I want to share my few tips on how to begin moving away from your ego and moving closer to your intuition, connecting more to your intuition because what the ego can do is keep you in a box. It can keep you quote-unquote safe because that is what the ego's job is, is to keep us safe and alive. And sometimes the ego can mean well, but it can also sabotage us by keeping us in a box For example, again, if I would have listened to my ego regarding staying in a toxic situation, in a toxic job environment, simply because it was safe, it was stable, I wouldn't have uncovered my my purpose and my dream career of being a life coach and I probably still would have been dealing with BS and drama and just feeling very icky every single day. That is just like an example of how the ego can sabotage us. So I have a few tips on how to let go of your ego 
and connect more to your intuition so that you can lead a more aligned fulfilling life so the number one thing you need to do is quiet your mind and the thing about so the thing about our ego is that it does not like to shut the fuck up it's always in our heads it's telling us you know that something isn't possible or why we shouldn't do this or why we should avoid that and why we can't trust this person and blah 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 and all that's doing is keeping us stuck and afraid and stagnant so the very first thing you need to do to move away and let go of your ego is to quiet your mind and some good ways to begin doing that is through yoga is through meditation or journaling um take a walk at the park without you know your headphones without music without a podcast just you and your thoughts or you know in the shower in the morning where you know don't listen to music don't listen to anything just anything where it can just be you and your thoughts it's really important that you begin to quiet your mind first because what you will find when you quiet your mind is you will begin to get all of these thoughts that you have been suppressing or not paying attention to and that's really 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 key the next thing um the next tip i have is to understand your ego's triggers so something that i really something that really opened my eyes to my ego was when i was going to therapy i remember during one of my sessions i was talking to my therapist about a situation where i felt like everyone was out to get me quote unquote okay and when i brought the situation up to her she made me dive deeper into why I had that thought process that everyone was out to get me and what she helped me realize was that I I experienced a lot of trauma in my childhood and that forced me to constantly and naturally be in fight or flight mode and because of these experiences and the um, constant fight or flight mode that affected my current reality and how I Um, operate or how I operated um, in my current reality it was almost like my ego was recognizing similar situations that I experienced in my childhood you know in my adulthood and without even thinking or realizing I would react in fight or flight mode or in the same ways even if the situation was wasn't necessarily the same so i'm saying this to say a lot of times we may act a certain way towards situations or people without even realizing why we are acting the way that we are but it's because of our triggers so recognizing what your own triggers are is so important as well and without being able to recognize what your triggers are or where they stem from, you cannot begin to let go of the ego because the ego thrives on those triggers. You know, being able to understand your own triggers, it may require going to therapy, seeing a counselor, um, doing a lot of deep healing, a lot of inner work. It's definitely something that quite that requires consistency and accountability from yourself and it requires a big commitment from yourself but I think that we all owe it to our own selves to commit to healing our triggers and understanding our trauma because whether we the under whether we think it or not situations that happen in our childhood deeply affect us in our adulthood if we have not made the time to you know reflect on these past experiences or really understand them and I know so many adults 
and listen, I'm an adult as well, but I know a lot of people who are older than me who have experienced certain things in their childhood and I see with my own eyes how their experiences from their childhood are affecting the way that they act in their present. You know, I see how it affects their relationships and how they see themselves in this world and how they show up for this in this world. And it's just so funny how an outsider can see something about yourself that you are missing. And that is why doing the deep inner work is so important um, as well. My next tip is to not take anything personally. And this is something that I learned from the book, The Four Agreements by Don Don Miguel Ruiz, I believe is the author. And one of the agreements is to never take anything personally. And this is a big one because our ego likes to make everything about us, right? The ego is about the self, you versus me, and our ego likes to make everything about us. And the problem with that is most of the time it isn't about us. And a big thing that I used to do when I operated from the space of the ego was take everything that someone did or said or acted super fucking personally. And listen, girls, I was such a confrontational person back in the day. Like, I... I was so quick to like cuss someone out at the drop of a hat. Like I'm I'm not even kidding. I was I was like a psychopath back then. Just how quickly I was, you know, quick to get to anger or just want to cuss someone out or fight somebody. And it was because I took everything personally. When you take things personally, which it, whether it's, you know, someone is being rude to you or a guy didn't you know, a guy ignored your text or your best friend decided she no longer wanted to be your friend. Whenever you take things personally that someone else does or says, what you're doing essentially is giving other people power over you. Learning to not take things personally is also, again, super important. And I feel like I'm saying this for every single tip, but they are all super, super important and key um, in all of this. But, you know, some other ways to step away from the ego and to step more into your intuition is understand that you're not always right about everything and you don't always have to win everything and recognize when you are wrong so like i mentioned um earlier in this episode one of the things that caused me to lose my best friend was my inability to admit when i was wrong to apologize and to my uh, my uh, my need to always constantly be right and that is just one of the things that can happen if you are always in this state of I'm always right I'm never wrong I need to be I need to win every argument every situation the thing is every single one of us makes mistakes we are all really wrong at some point in our life nobody knows everything we can all learn from one another and the more that you have this mindset of what can I learn from this person how can I grow from this situation what can I do so that I don't make the same mistake that is what's going to help you become a better person become a more intuitive knowledgeable person you know, in this day and age, we're such a competitive society. We always, you know, try and one up one another and how successful we are, how beautiful we are, how many likes we have on a selfie, you know, how many people are after us, all of the who travels more, how much money we make, 
I feel like we have been programmed to compete with one another. But the thing is, there is having that kind of mentality will drain you because there is always gonna be somebody out there who has more than you that is more successful that is more beautiful even though i believe we are all beautiful in our own way you know there's always going to be someone who you think is more beautiful than you who has more than you and the more that you are in this state of competing with others you will never ever 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 find happiness and something that i've learned to do and is to try and be better than the person that I was yesterday or last week or last month and when you when when you can like be in this space of wanting to compete with yourself it is such an empowering and motivating feeling because that is the only person you should care to compare yourself to because you are no you are very we are all very different and it's not fair to compare yourself to someone who has different circumstances than you different life experiences different you know elements that you may not have so learn to compete and compare yourself to your old self as opposed to others um and then the next tip is to trust your gut feeling so our intuition For me, my intuition is always this gut feeling. It's always a feeling in my stomach or in my chest. For you, it may be the same. It may be different. So like I said, my intuition led me to quitting a really stable, secure job. And for some people, that can be a really big, scary thing to trust your intuition with. And I completely get it. So if you want to build your intuition skills or whatever start with little things so for example like some way some things that i used to do and that i still do today is i will ask myself what do i feel like doing today what do i feel like wearing today what do i feel like eating where do i feel like going and it's with these questions that will lead my lead me to listening to my intuition and it's easier to build your skill set or like your intuition muscle I guess you can say with these little practices as opposed to um, you know something really big like quitting your job or leaving a relationship I always say that building or listening to your intuition intuition is like building muscle you know if if it's your first time at the gym and you it's your first time ever working out you're not gonna go and get like a 300 pound weight you know you're gonna start small and then you slowly build your um your abilities that way so it's the same thing with your intuition start small start with little things everyday things and then begin to build on that muscle and before you know it you will be living your life completely with your intuition making big decisions for you such as quitting a job leaving a relationship moving to a brand new city starting a new career taking that big financial risk and there is no better way than living your life through your intuition through love and not the ego and like i said i've been on both sides of the spectrum and there is no other side that i would want to be in 
other than the intuition and love and um so that is all i have to say for today's episode i have to start getting ready now for my date night um but i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it brought um I hope opening this conversation up will help you girls connect more to your intuition, less with your ego. And what I want to say is our ego as um, is not completely bad. Our ego does have purpose and there is a reason why we all have an ego. But what I find is a lot of people in our society operate too much from the ego and that can, you know, lead to all of the all of the examples that I have given in today's episode but um if you enjoyed this episode I would so appreciate if you could leave an iTunes review screenshot this episode post it on your insta stories tag me in it I love 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 seeing who's watching or who's listening to the episodes who's enjoying it and you know when you spread the love other people are more likely to find this podcast and it's just you know elevating even more people and that is the goal here is to elevate and inspire as many people as we can and that is all i have to say for this episode again i hope you enjoyed and as always until next time remember to just glow with it As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.